It's the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. You can find me across all social media platforms at Mainly Plants. Um, you can also email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. You can also get a hold of me through DM, through you know, in social media, or you can go to the website and there's a uh, contact me form. Um, let's see here. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say if you're thinking about having a consultation, um, well, the first thing you should know that is that the, the initial consultation is free. It's 15, 20 minutes. It's done over the phone uh, at your convenience. Um, and then from there, you know, if you decide to, to pursue uh, help from me or, or guidance from me, um, then we can talk about, you know, plans and, and kind of tailor something to you. But what I wanted to say is that if you plan or are thinking about doing that, I would do it sooner than later because things are really starting to pick up. Um, you know, usually there's kind of a lull at the beginning of summer and middle of summer, um, but right now it's starting to pick up a bit. Uh, I'm not sure why it trends that way, but I don't want you to miss out, uh, you know, if, if I have too many clients. So if you're thinking about it, do it. It's free. At least talk to me. We can uh, we can see what the deal is and uh, and put your worries at uh, to bed. Uh, what else is there? I think that's all for the housekeeping this week. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys this week about salmonella. Uh, it comes up a lot in, in news reports, uh, but I want to make sure that we we all understand what it really is and 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 you know why it comes about. So, uh, real quick, I you know I was looking at uh, at news articles, you know when I was reading the news this week, and I saw two. Two recalls for products that were containing, that were possibly containing salmonella. The first one was Ritz crackers, and the company that makes Ritz crackers uh, was issuing a warning and a recall for Ritz crackers, certain types of Ritz crackers. Uh, let me see if I can find. I can't find that right now, but um, because there actually hasn't been anybody who's been uh, sick from their crackers, but. My guess is that they they found traces of it in their factory, so they're getting out ahead of it. That was three days ago. Uh, today is the 26th. You're hearing this at earliest on the 27th, Friday. So uh, the other one is that Pepperidge Farm has recalled goldfish cracker varieties due to possible salmonella contamination. And I wanted to read to you this article, and then I wanted to talk to you about salmonella more in depth. So. Um, this article is by Kathleen Joyce, and it goes, Pepperidge Farm has announced it has voluntarily recalled four varieties of goldfish crackers over concerns the snacks could potentially carry salmonella. The company said the affected crackers are flavor-blasted extra cheddar, flavor-blasted sour cream and onion, goldfish baked with whole grain extra cheddar, and goldfish mix extra cheddar and pretzel. Uh, I'm sure you can see the common th trend running through those flavors. Well, the recall was due to whey powder found in the four products that had been the subject of a recall by the whey powder manufacturer due, the due to the potential presence of salmonella. If you remember, whey is a protein uh, found in animals, uh, animal milk, animal meat. And so Pepperidge Farms said in a statement, 
Uh, today, we announced the voluntary, voluntary recall of four varieties of goldfish crackers. After being notified by one of our ingredient suppliers that a whey powder in a seasoning that is applied to these crackers has been the subject of a recall due to the potential presence of salmonella. This decision was made out of an abundance of caution. The products were distributed throughout the United States. No illnesses have been reported and no other Pepperidge Farm products in the U.S. are subject to this recall. Uh, and then it gives a number where you can contact them. Uh, the company said no illnesses have been reported and the products were distributed in the U.S. Pepperidge Farm asked customers not to eat the crackers if they have the product. The company is also, suffer also offering reimbursements on its website to those who purchased them. Uh, goldfish crackers are not the only snack food to be recalled over salmonella fears recently. Uh, as I mentioned before, some Ritz crackers varieties were also recalled Saturday due to potential presence of salmonella. Kellogg's recently recalled uh, cereal Honey Smacks earlier this month after it was linked to a salmonella outbreak in 31 states, affecting over 100 people. The CDC uh, warned consumers to, per, uh, to avoid the cereal. So, um, you know, you notice that, that the trend for salmonella outbreaks comes from animal-based foods. Not all the time, but most of the time. And, you know, while Pepperidge Farm did say that none of their products has been linked to any, any uh, outbreaks, they wouldn't be doing a recall and losing a lot of money if they weren't worried. Now, the way that it goes uh, typically is a recall is done um, typically if enough people get sick that the cost of the recall is cheaper than the cost of settling with the clients. So in this case, they're worried enough that they're getting out ahead of it before anybody gets sick and just going straight to reimbursement, which is a lot of money. So think about that. Think about your food being tainted with this disease, this, uh, this sickness. So let's talk about salmonella and kind of get a better uh, understanding of it. Salmonella causes more hospitalizations and deaths than any other bacterial foodborne illness, and it's a growing problem with the number of cases now 44% higher than the late 90s. The main food sources of salmonella are poultry and eggs, with, uh, cause, well, which cause hundreds of thousands of food poisoning cases each year in the U.S. Now, up to 10% of people stricken with salmonella, E. coli, uh, and uh, uh, what's it called, uh, Campylobacter, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, are left with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, that can last for years or even a lifetime. Uh, chronic dyspepsia and Reiter's syndrome, which is a debilitating form of arthritis, can also be the outcome of the salmonella. So, now remember, you, you're sick when you have the salmonella, but you also have the possibility of lifelong or year-long illness afterwards because of it. Now, treatment of salmonella is becoming complicated because of the, uh, the increase of drug-resistant bacteria. Common methods of cooking eggs aren't necessarily sufficient to kill all salmonella bacteria. And cross-contamination, either in the kitchen or even in the supermarket, through shopping carts, uh, through people handling stuff, through countertops, can all pose a risk as well. Now, even though hundreds of thousands of Americans are made ill by contaminated poultry every year, it remains legal to sell meat proven 
to be contaminated. Think about that. It is legal in the United States to sell meat that is proven to be contaminated with salmonella. Now, this, is, this isn't true in all countries. In Sweden, for example, the number of salmonella food poisoning cases in many, uh, is many times lower in the U.S. because it is, because it is illegal to sell uh, meat and poultry that's contaminated with salmonella. Think about that. I want you to, to take a second. In the United States, we have deemed it legal to sell you food that they know is contaminated with salmonella, with, with a bacteria that it can make you super sick, uh, can potentially even kill you, and has the potential to keep you sick for years or even the rest of your life. Now, in 1974, the meat industry sued the federal government and won the right to sell food known to be contaminated with food poisoning bacteria. Now, the Freedom of Information Act documents reveal that the United States Department of Agriculture warned the egg industry against claiming eggs are safe, uh, given that more than 100,000 Americans experience salmonella food poisoning every year from eggs. And that's why um, on in, in egg commercials, you'll notice that they don't say that eggs are, um, are safe to eat. They don't even say that eggs are healthy to eat, I'm pretty sure, in the United States. It says that uh, it's the incredible edible egg, but they're not allowed to list that eggs are healthy for you, which is kind of interesting if you look at it, right? Now, going back to that, that case where beef, it was beef versus the United States Department of Agriculture, um, the meat industry sued the USDA after the agency um, tried to shut down a slaughter plant that was repeatedly found violating salmonella standards. And the meat industry won. The federal appeals court ruled that it was not illegal to sell contaminated meat. In fact, what was illegal was the USDA trying to protect the public by shutting down the plant. Now, because normal cooking practices, you know, quote unquote, destroy salmonella, the presence of salmonella in meat products does not render them, quote, uh, injurious to health, unquote. And salmonella infected meat is thus legal to sell to the consumer, end quote. That's super scary, right? Um, but even though consumers can try to eliminate salmonella on chicken by proper cooking, we can still be exposed to and acquire a salmonella infection from cross-contamination with salmonella from raw chicken uh, during meal pre preparation. Now, if you measure the transfer rate from naturally contaminated poultry legs purchased in supermarkets to cutting boards, um, overall, 80% of the leg skins uh, that are in contact with the cutting board for 10 minutes transferred bacteria to the cutting board. And then if you put the cooked chicken back on the same cutting board, there's about a 30% chance it will become recontaminated. Now, even though people know that washing hands can decrease the risk of food poisoning, only about two-thirds say that they actually do. Um, even though most people know about cross-contamination, a third don't report washing their cutting boards, which is kind of disgusting if you think about it. Um, but even though awareness appears to be growing, um, you know, even when people wash the cutting boards with the appropriate hot soapy water, you can still find salmonella there. 
Now, the reason most people have more bacteria from feces in their kitchen than in their bathroom is because people rinse their chickens in the sink, not the toilet. Now, even though cooking can kill salmonella, it can still contaminate our kitchen and make us sick. So, yeah, we might cook the, the eggs or the chicken or whatever it be uh, to a point where it kills the salmonella, but you had to have that raw chicken in your kitchen at some point or in your refrigerator where all your other food is or on the counter where you have kids running around touching things. So it's more than just in the food that you eat. It's around us. Now, Foster Farms swore that they'd try to, renew, try to reduce the number of chickens they were producing with salmonella from 1 in 4 to just 1 in 20. Well, the question is, why should there be any tolerance? Why should the United States allow any of it? Um, you know, like I mentioned before, Sweden doesn't even allow one. It's, it's because if you did that, you wouldn't have a poultry industry. It comes back to money, which is kind of sad. And other countries have been able to raise chickens without salmonella. But as, as people have explained from the food industry... Um, if the entire um, if the entire onus to produce safe products is placed on the industry, then it gives the consumer no personal responsibility to handle their product correctly. Um, that's absurd to say. That's like a car company saying that we can't make safe cars because then no one will wear a seatbelt. Does that make sense? I hope I'm explaining that right. If you're saying that you can't put the entire responsibility on the on the the uh, the poultry industry to make safe products because it will lead the consumer to not take appropriate steps to um, keep a clean kitchen. It, it's absurd. It, it's it's saying that we don't accept responsibility in our product because it's on you to make sure that that you're keeping a clean house. It's preposterous. The reason is because it would cost a lot more money and produce less chickens um, to be sure that they are not tainted with salmonella. So let's talk about it. how does salmonella really get into foods? Um, and to put it simply, it gets into our food through the poop of animals like cows and birds. Um, you know, especially in these massive warehouses or, you know, quote-unquote barns that have, you know, thousands of chickens in them on top of each other laying in their own feces. Um, because the natural home for salmonella, salmonella is in the gut of these animals, their feces becomes a carrier of the germ, and then from there it gets into food and water. Now, for example... If water is used to irrigate a field and it has some animal poop in it that had salmonella, it can contaminate the whole growing field. So th that kind of leads into how there are recalls for, like, I think recently there was one for romaine. And it's because I did a little digging, the groundwater was tainted with the. Um, waste runoff from a nearby 
um, uh, cattle farm. So basically, there were there were cows nearby, cattle farm nearby. A good portion of them had probably had salmonella. They pooped, um, got into the groundwater, got into rivers, streams, whatever, and then the the farmer that watered his his uh, or farmers that watered their crops with this water, um, you know, essentially sprayed salmonella all, all over their crops. Now here's the thing. Um, you know, when farmers water their fields, it's not like filtered water. It's essentially gray water. It's 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 from streams. It's from rivers. And if that's tainted, well, then their crop is going to be tainted. Now, I'm sure there are certain measures in place to, you know, for these farmers to do their best to a not let fecal matter seep into the groundwater and b not water other fields with contaminated water. But it happens, obviously, and it happens because of mostly because of animal agriculture. So really what I'm getting to and what it boils down to is the less animal agriculture we have, the less salmonella, salmonella outbreaks we're going to have, the less tainted uh, poultry you're going to have, the less tainted um, uh, vegetable crops you're going to have. And it's not like salmonella just grows on vegetables. It doesn't just grow on plants. It comes from animals. So the less of a the less of a desire we have to eat animals, the less there's going to be salmonella outbreaks. It's just simple math. So I help, I hope I really hope I shed some light on this. I really hope you can understand why salmonella outbreaks happen what salmonella is. If you're still confused, if you still have some questions, if you're concerned about some stuff, um, please, please, please go ahead and shoot me an email, ryan at mainlyplants.com. But it's always good practice to keep a clean house because, you know, like I talked about before, the U.S. allows for tainted, uh, tainted poultry and there is cross-contamination. So even if you are totally um, plant-based, it's still good practice to keep a clean house. Wash your cutting boards. Wash your produce when you get home from the from the uh, the grocery store. Uh, a good tip is if you just fill your sink with with water and put about a cup or two of apple cider vinegar in there. Mix it around. Throw all your vegetables in. It will pull the wax off. It will wash them. It will hopefully decontaminate them. It'll mitigate you possibly getting. Uh, foodborne illness. So again, uh, questions, comments, concerns, ryan at mainlyplants.com. And until next week, go eat a salad. <laughs>